What is up? Today on the podcast, we have my dude, Mr. Matt Hall, former professional baseball player turned entrepreneur, now coaches baseball, works with his wife on their, her fitness business. We also talk about the fun adventures of Major League Baseball, crazy parents, and a little bit of Fortnite too. Hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. uh, business and BS podcast number two. With Mr. Matty Hall. Thank you hey. so much for having me. My first podcast. Hey. Yeah, let's, uh, let's adjust this uh, thinger here. Where are we at? Are we good? Cool. Yeah, keep that up. Keep Look it right that. here. Yeah, you like that? I like, like that. that. What's good, dude? Right yeah. Matty Hall, been a minute. Has been a minute. How are you guys doing? Just good, living man. the dream, baby. Yeah, living the dream. Good. It's been ever since our skit. Yeah. The super agent. Whenever he brings up your name, I'm like, oh, the super agent. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. me. Yeah. Super agent. And Just that the, title you're the dream alone is killer. funny as hell. <laughs> There's a couple people that that watched the whole thing through and maybe don't know us that well, and then like saw me playing as if that was semi-real us, and then and you get and you slam it. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I think I think T Mac was legit upset about it. Yeah. He like trolled me for a T Mac did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Who, oh, Joe Bag of Donuts, our dude, is the guy that gave me the guitar. So I, I helped him move some tenants out of his place in Santa Monica. And I said, can I have the guitar? I was going to sell it. Right. You know, it was like, it looked like a nice guitar for, you know, whatever, 50 bucks, make a few bucks. And uh, obviously we didn't. We smashed the shit out of it. <laughs> and so like him and then what's, um, what's the other dude? His boy that we know. Oh, Clark Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he was like, I think he was legit mad about yeah. it because it was, he had asked for it too. And then we just smashed the shit Yeah. The skit it. pissed off a lot of people. I have a scar on my leg. He seriously does. <laughs> a yeah. legit scar yeah. on my leg right there. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. That was wild. I know. But, but you know, I think it was, we, we it. should, we should, um, on the video is play the skit on top of this. Can you do that? I'm sure I can. I can do anything. So people understand what's, what's going down. Yeah. We can play, or I'll link it. Yeah. Nice. Is it on YouTube? It's, it's good. Not, it's not, not on YouTube. Perfect time to like plug your guys' Instagrams. Yeah. On yeah. Your own podcast. Yeah. 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 Business and BS. Yeah. yeah. The business and BS. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I like that we went with that name. By the way, yeah, like we had a couple all. of different suggestions. No, I like business and BS. I think yeah. it flows. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Anyway, speaking of business and BS, Maddie, what's up with you, dude? So, so a little background on you. I know you. So you played at. Arizona. I played at Arizona State. Arizona State for two years. Then played baseball. Played baseball. I played baseball at Auburn, Auburn. my junior year, and then pull that up a little bit there, Maddie. Yeah. And then I was um, drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays after my junior year, and I played five years in the minor leagues of the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. And then I quit and moved to LA. <laughs> <laughs> so so five years, and you made you you made it up to AAA. Yeah, so I played up through AAA. Um, what position? Shortstop. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got into the super utility type role in the minor leagues, which is a decent role, but not really the role you want in the minor leagues. Really? You know, it's a great role in the big leagues because yeah. you're very versatile, but usually people don't make it to the big leagues as the super utility guy. Yeah. And so... Why not? Um, usually, like, they'll take, like, a shortstop and a guy who's put, like, shortstop all the way up through AAA, and they'll bring him to the big leagues, and if... You know, he's a good shortstop. He'll stay shortstop. But if he's not, they'll move him to second base or third base or uh, left yeah. field. Um, Find a spot for him. Because usually, like, shortstop and center field is, like, the two athletic positions on the mm -hmm. field. And yeah. then those two, they're very versatile. They can go to left field, right field, wherever. And so, usually guys make it as, like, a shortstop. 
and then they become a utility guy in the big leagues. It's usually the way it rolls. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Hmm. And so the last year I played, I was just getting like really frustrated with my role. And so I called um, the head of the minor leagues for the Rays and had like a long conversation with him. And he was pretty honest about how, where I was going to be the next year. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, looking five years down the road, I was 25 at the time. And I was like, I don't want to be a 30 year old guy who's like still making very little money Mm -hmm. and triple a trying to like grind by, have a family, whatever. And so he told me like the best I was going to do out of spring training was going to be a backup in double a. So that was it for me. I decided that. So you were backup in double a, but made it to triple a. Yeah. So, so this is crazy. So the first year when I got drafted, there's a bunch of levels of minor leagues. There's like rookie ball. Yeah. There's low a, there's a ball, there's high a, um, double a and triple a. So there's like six levels. And I feel like it's not discussed a lot. Like I, I don't know. I don't feel like I know a decent amount of baseball, but I don't know like those levels and how are they interacting? Right. So, so the draft happens in June, which is like midway through the season. So after you get drafted, there's a short season program that starts in like the end of June, early July. And that's usually where you go and you get drafted. So it's called, that's short, that's low a short season, a ball. And then there's a ball and then there's high. A. When I got drafted, they sent me straight to high A, which in my brain, I was like, oh, this is sick. You know, I'm yeah. skipping two levels right away. Like I'm kind of on the fast track. Like, yeah, this is great. And so I skipped low A, I skipped A ball and I went straight to high A. And I played probably almost every day there at that, that position and then really didn't know or at that level and didn't really know how the whole system worked. And so I was like, this is great. So what I realized is at the end of the year, the A ball team, the team below me, they were like on the, the run for the championship. They were like the best team in the league. And so what happened is the team I was on didn't have a shortstop at the time. And uh, so they just moved me into that slot. And then the A ball team, instead of like bringing up their shortstop up and kind of ruining that team, they wanted to keep that team together to hopefully win a championship. And the team did. They went on and won a championship. Damn. And so the following year, that A ball team moves up to high A and I stay in high A. And now I'm in the mix with this team that had just been together who had won a championship. And so now I was basically the backup to their Damn. shortstop. Yeah. Whereas if I would have went straight to low A where the rest of my draft class went, I probably would have been a starter. I would have moved up with them and been a starter the whole way through with them. And I don't know if my path would have been different or not, yeah. but mm-hmm. going so so my first full season, I'm like a week into the season and they call me in the office and they're like, hey, you're going to double a and i was like jesus yeah this is sick like yeah. when, when you do that do you get a pay raise or is it just it's very small it's like it's like an extra like 200 bucks a month or something it's not okay. it's not much yeah. you know and you're making like i think in high i was making like 1100 a month and in double a it was like 1300 or gotcha. something like yeah. not much money yeah. yeah um and so i'm like sweet like i'm on once again i'm on the fast track i'm now yeah you know my very Shit. first full season a weekend, I was playing pretty well, get promoted to double A. I'm like, that's a sick. <laughs> yeah. So I'm there for five days. I get one at bat and they send me back down to high A. And at this point I'm like, all right, that was weird. I don't know what happened. I found out that someone had got hurt and they sent me up to kind of oh. like be the safety blanket. If somebody else got hurt, they could throw me in. Yeah. So I go back to high A. I'm playing like once every like two or three days now, doing pretty well still. And then I get called in the office like three weeks later, like, hey, you're going to AAA. Jesus. And I'm like, 
I was like, well, how long am I going to be in AAA for? Like, you guys just sent me to AA for five days. Like, how long am I going to be there for? Yeah. And he's like, oh, we don't know, but so-and-so got hurt. He pulled his hamstring. You might be there for a while. So I'm like, all right. So when this happens, it's like they tell you at 10 o'clock at night and you're on a flight at like 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, the next geez. morning. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And so it's like you pack up your whole apartment yeah. and you go. Like it's, it's, Where, it's, what it's city free. are you in? I was in Port Charlotte, Florida at the time. Oh, yeah. And then our AA was in Montgomery, Alabama, and our AAA was in Durham, North Carolina. Gotcha. And so I fly to AAA, which and I, I meet them in uh, Gwinnett, um, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. And we're playing the Braves there. And I'm there for a three-game series. I play two out of the three games. I think I had like two hits, and I had like a couple of really good at-bats. And then after the third day, they sent me back to the high A. And I'm like... Back to high A? Yeah. Damn. And I'm like, yeah. what is going who, on Who sent you back? Like, who is it? The who's AAA the... team. It's just like the manager will call you the officer like, hey, gotcha. you know, we're sending you back. Yeah. And so... Here I am. I'm on a flight back to Port Charlotte. Jesus. And yeah. then so I'm playing there. And literally like two weeks later, they call me back in the office. They're like, hey, you're going back to AAA. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, my coach, his name was Jimmy Moe. I'm like, Jimmy Moe, like, yeah. am I going there for a week? Am I going there for a month? Like, you got to tell me something. Like, should I pack my whole apartment again? Or should I just like take like a couple of like change of clothes? Like, yeah. what do I need to take? And he's like, he's like, I can't tell you. I have no idea. Gee. So, so when you're moving, do you have... Are you finding new apartments or they just have places where like players dorm live? types? So I had an apartment in Port Charlotte that was mine and a roommate of mine and my roommates. And then another what, player. Yeah. Another player. Yeah. And then when you move up, they'll put you in a hotel for like three days and they'll give you like three days to basically find Jesus. a spot. <laughs> and you three know? days so, you're probably playing. And you're playing. Right. And so it's like, you know, they have, Damn. so basically like, like they'll tell you to like, you know, room up roommate, get a roommate with one of the team, the well. Get a room with one of the guys who's playing there, yeah. you know, or sleep on his couch or something until you find something. So the second time I went to Durham, they put me up in like this sick hotel, like right in the middle of Durham. And after three days, I was like, I was like, hey, how much longer am I going to be here? Like, should I find an apartment or what? And the manager's like, don't worry about it. We're going to keep you in this hotel until whatever happens. Yeah. So I ended up like living out of this hotel for like a, a month straight. So I was, cool. I was in AAA yeah, for like a month. Bad, yeah. So. I was like, all right, well, this is sweet. You know, I played quite a bit up there and did pretty well. But then, then after a month, they're like, hey, our guy's back. You're going back to high A. And then yeah, I was in high A. And, you know, I, I kind of got stuck in a, like I said, a super utility role. So I was playing like once every three days and never really getting the chances I thought I deserved. And yeah. so I was getting pretty frustrated with it. And damn. so after about five years, I was like, Caught it quits. it's time. Do you have any players that you're playing with that, make it to the big leagues or anything and you're like god damn yeah um, like i'm better than that person yeah that's a hard thing is like our i'm not gonna say i'm better than them, but like our number one overall pick in my draft was this kid tim beckham he was a high school kid he got a ton of money to sign he's a shortstop um he made it to the big leagues and i mean he's he's a great player he's really good um he's playing third base now for the orioles he might be moved back to shortstop now that machado is with the dodgers but he was like one of those kids where you know, great player, but I felt like if I played every day, I could be right there yeah. with him as well, mm -hmm. you know, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, what, but I never a, had the chance. What's like a bit, you said he signs out of high school, big money. What does that mean from like, you're drafted out of high school, you get a contract and then you're in triple A. Like, how does that work? Yeah. So when you, when you get drafted, you have to sign like a six year contract with that team. Damn. And so your rights are to that team that's, for six wow. years. That's everybody who gets drafted? So at a high school, I think it's six years. Now to college, I think it's five years. 
Wow. And then after five years, you become basically a free agent. And then what you can do at that point, what's nice is you can start to negotiate contracts for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can make, you know, $10,000 a month. You know, if you're a good enough player in AAA, like you, you can make that kind of money. Out of that first contract or in no, the first contract? No, 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 The free agent contract. Gotcha. The first contract, it's like, it's very minimum. Like you get a signing, like you make your money in your signing bonus. So if you don't get a very high, big signing yeah. bonus, you're basically paying to play baseball because you're making like $1,100 a yeah, month. Yeah. And, and who who does? Just first rounders? Um, No, usually like the top, I would Ooh, say wow. 10 to 15 round guys make pretty oh, good money. Okay. Um. What, and what's pretty good money on signing bonus? Um, like in the tenth round, it's usually like you get you, most guys will get like right around like eighty thousand dollars like the tenth round. The okay. First oh, round, damn. Yeah, like, yeah. First round could be like six point five million dollars. Okay. You know, yeah. second round could be a million dollars. Um, Dude, 80, 80 grand at twenty two out of college. Yeah. yeah or no, out of high school. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, money. It's, it's good money, and and you know, I was glad that I was able to get drafted high enough to make kind of money like that or mm-hmm. make that kind of money because yeah. then in the off season I didn't have to get a job. I could focus on training for baseball yeah. and, and, you know, getting stronger and become, become a more athletic. And, yeah, yeah. You know, so it definitely helped and it helped during the season to not feel like, Oh man, I got to worry about where my next meal's coming from. Yeah, because yeah. like, cause I played with some kids who, you know, the, all they had was baseball and they were drafted very late and they got like a thousand dollars in a plane ticket. Yeah. Damn. And, you know, they, they didn't have enough money each each month to pay their rent and eat. So it was like they were eating like extra food at the fields and stuff. And it's like, Damn. you think it's crazy that you're playing professional baseball and poor. you can't yeah. find a, a quality meal to eat. Like, sure. that's, that's crazy. Do they, do they feed you lunch and dinner? So you have two meals a day probably, right? Yeah. So they usually feed you lunch for sure. Um, but lunch is usually like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah, yeah. or like... Yeah. God, it's like PB and J sounds great right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe it's, a decade. It sounds great here, but like if you eat PB and J and then you go out in you know the middle of Florida summer yeah, where it's a yeah. hundred degrees with a hundred percent. You're sweating humidity, peanut butter, like, man. Oh yeah, it's it was it's pretty rough. Yeah. And and do they have a strength coach or anything? Yeah, so they you do. have a strength coach. Um strength coach is really good. But at that point, you know, you're you're required like two workouts a week basically. And each workout is like a total body workout and it's not, it's ma- mainly just to like maintain and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, like prehab type stuff to make sure, sure you're not going to go out and get injured or anything, but it's not, yeah. you know, it's just trying to maintain the strength you've built up in the off season. Right. Yeah. So you, you chuck up the deuces. I'm uh-huh. out. You moved to LA. Moved now to LA. You're, you're dating Danielle. Yes. Right. Shout out to Danielle. Yeah. Now, now wife, DP, what up? Um, but did you have any idea what you're going to do? Did you have any money? Did you have some of that money saved up? Yeah, still? so I still had quite a bit of my money saved up, which was nice. Um, and I also had a deal with uh, with Major League Baseball that they would pay for the rest of my schooling after I quit oh, baseball. Yeah, so Is, how, how does that work? Is that common? Yeah, it's pretty common. Um, it's just something you have to negotiate right away. Like as soon as you get okay. drafted, it's like you got to start talking about it because they'll kind of like play around with it. But <laughs> You know, and the crazy thing is, is like, I heard like over like $6 million a year goes unused because people don't use that money after they quit baseball. Like they just, because you have two years to start after you quit baseball, you have two years to start school. After those two years, you lose that money. Damn. And so, so I waited like, I think I waited like six months after I quit and I started back and I was doing Arizona state, but I was doing it through, um, online program. Yeah. 
And so like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was like, I got to figure out how to make some money. Yeah. And so I started doing some like private lessons. Like one of Dan, so Danielle's a personal trainer. One of her clients had like a 12 year old kid who was just a stud. And so since I was coming up professional baseball, Danielle was like, you should get with him. And so I started working with him. So you weren't even planning it. To do that, I just kind of. I just into didn't it. know. Like I, I oh, was okay. like, yeah. I, I have no idea what I'm going to do in LA. Like I was just like, the decision to quit baseball was like, it was kind of quick, but it was it was a thought process over like a year and a half. But like once it happened, it was like, it was quick. It was, it yeah. was wild. And so like I didn't really know. I didn't have like a plan B. I just knew I had to get my education. And were you guys engaged already? No. Uh-uh. No. So we had met at Arizona State. And within two weeks, I had left to go play baseball in Cape Cod, which is like a, a big time summer league for mm-hmm. college players. Yeah. And while I was in Cape Cod, a whole bunch of things went down with ASU with all these sanctions and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I decided to transfer. And so I call her and I'm like, hey, I know we've been dating for like two months. But we've only like hung out for like two weeks. Damn. I'm transferring and I have no idea where I'm going. Yeah. Um, do you want to do a long distance? Do you want to try to make this work? Like, like what are we going to do here? I have yeah. no idea. And yeah. she had just gone out of a long distance relationship. So I was like a little bit nervous about it. And she was like, yeah, you know, um, you know, we'll try to make it work. Like, let's just talk about it. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And so, you know, like July 25th, college starts like mid August. I, I transferred. I'm like, I don't know where to go. So eventually like Auburn rolls around and, and, Auburn offers me a scholarship and they're like, Hey, we need you to play shortstop for us. Come on over. So that's how I ended up there. So long story short, Danielle and I were long distance for the first like five years. And she's years in, of our she was in Arizona. She was in Arizona for the first year. And then she moved to LA as soon as she graduated from oh. ASU. So like right after she graduated, she was coming out to LA to do personal training and, mm-hmm. and to do um, sports modeling stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Dang. How yeah. did you like Auburn? Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's a cool campus. It's, it's cool it's campus. Got that southern heat though too. Yeah. Probably. It was hot. Um, I didn't really mind it though. Like I didn't notice it that much. You know, I don't know if it's cause I'm from Arizona. Like, the only yeah. thing I noticed was the humidity, but it wasn't that bad at Auburn. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I loved it. I, I thought the school was amazing. The whole SEC, like I'm yeah, different world. I'm like it's all cool. in SEC Definitely. now. Like, yeah. Being in Arizona, I thought like the Pac-10 at the time was Pac-12 now, but I thought the Pac-10 was like the greatest thing in the world. And I yeah. went to Auburn. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's a different a world. Definitely, even is. like it's like definitely doesn't compare. I remember the first tailgate I went for a football game, and I was like, "What the fuck? Where am I?" Yeah, yeah. They're, they're at Auburn, wild. Uh, Georgia. At Georgia, it was a Georgia Auburn game though. Our, our brother yeah. used to live in Athens, yeah, which is where Georgia is. Our our older brother. Uh, I went to an Auburn football game. It was the first SEC football game we went to. A buddy of mine used to coach there. And we're just walking up the steps and everyone's like, War Eagle, War Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's dressed nicely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we're from the Midwest. Like, you go to games, you're in hoodies and. Oh, yeah. You know, right. You're bummed Dress to stay warm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not in uh, dockers and shirts or whatever. Yeah, and Bo- it's like that whole, that whole Southern hospitality thing. Man. Yeah. It's like yeah. girls it's in dresses. Real. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's a different world. For but sure. so, so you come out to LA, meet up with Wifey or GF at the time. Yep. And then. You don't know what you're going to do. She kind of throws you this one baseball kid. So she's training the, the mom, right? You said she's training the dad actually. The dad. Okay. Yeah. And, um, so she throws me this one baseball kid. I start working with him, you know, word of mouth. Next thing I know, I've got like four or five kids I'm working with just from word of mouth. You're just not from even word of mouth. Out. Like I never, Damn. like I didn't mark anything because my focus was getting my education. I was like, I need to get okay. this done. If I make some money on the side, it's great. Yeah. And then, 
within like two months, I had like 15 kids that I was training pretty regularly. And I was like, wow, holy crap, I can make some serious money out of this. And then I was working at the gym and this guy approached me and he was like, he's like, Hey, I don't really know you, but I've watched you work out in the gym. I watch how you take care of yourself. Um, I own a business right on the promenade. You want to come work for me? And at that point I was like, you know, like I'm making some money doing probably this personal training stuff, but you know, this guy's offering me like a real nine to five. Like I can make some serious money here. So yeah. I take it and I'm working for him and it's, it's an office job. I'm sitting behind a computer, like crunching numbers going on Excel, like just like, <laughs> wait, so he, he hired you because you look good and you, he just liked the way that like, well? yeah, he, he was like, I watch you in the gym. He's like, I'm watching the gym. Just like, you know, you, you take care of yourself. He's like, I can tell that you're, he's like, you look like an athlete. You look like you, mm-hmm. you know, you're very dedicated. He's like, you know, I'm, Sure. I own the, like his, his dad. More like the work ethic of an athlete. Yeah. His dad owned a, a distribution company and they were like one of the first ones to bring Adidas to America. So I mean, like he had this gotcha. huge like distribution company yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what I was doing. It was, just, I was, I was, I was helping distribution with shoes coming from like all over the world gotcha. yeah. into here. And so I did that for like six months and I was like, our office was on like third church, third street promenade and santa monica and so i was like looking out my window and just like watching these people like walking <laughs> the promenade and i was just like it's like man like i i can't be behind this desk so i went yeah. in and told him i was like hey i just you know i i can't do this so i ended up quitting that yeah. job and i still i was still working with my 15 kids that i was doing the training with so i was like I, all right i got to figure out how to make this work so I ended up taking a job with a, it was called a baseball academy, but it's really just like a club ball baseball team. Yeah. And that, that really helped me get a lot of clients. And then after about two years, I quit the baseball academy because I didn't like the way it was ran. I didn't like the owners. I didn't like yeah. the way they, they were pushing baseball onto kids. It just how, felt. How old are the kids? Anywhere from eight years old to 16, 17 oh, years old. Oh, so it's like a, like you move up in the academy. Every yeah, year, the kids go year to year, but like yeah. I'd always stay with like the same age group. Sure. Like I had an eight-year-old team, a ten-year-old team, and then I had a fourteen-year-old team that I was Damn. coaching. And so it was great because I was getting private clients on the side from it. But yeah. it just it got to a point where like I just hated the way baseball was being pushed on these kids and the way baseball was being pushed on their parents. Like, hey, if you don't if you don't play in the fall, your kid's gonna fall behind. And I was like, it's so crazy. Yeah, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And so I got out of that. And at that point, I had enough private training that I was, you know, making plenty of money and, and doing my own thing. Yeah. That the baseball, the coaching, the baseball didn't really make sense anymore. It was like, it was sure. basically, I was losing money those four hours a week that I was coaching the baseball that I could be taking private training on. Right. Yeah. So right. that makes sense. And I assume you, it, like for coaching, were you, you were getting paid probably like some stipend or something? Yeah. So I was getting paid, you know, every month. I had like a salary every month. Okay. Um, but it was more lucrative to train the people. Yeah. So I was making, yeah, you know, per hour I was making way more money per hour doing private training than I was the coaching in the academy. Yeah. And where do you do your private training? Parks? Yeah. So there's this little league in West LA, um, that I've gone in with. They've been great for me and they've got all these cages and Mm -hmm. they just kind of let me come in and, and it works out great for them too. Cause most of the kids I train are all West LA kids. So I'm, you know, I'm helping the little league get better because I'm training a lot of their kids. And so they're, in return, they let me use the cages and 
That's cool. Kind Feels of, great. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So zero overhead. Zero overhead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess baseballs occasionally, right? Yeah. So I, you know, like baseballs and some turf shoes here and there. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you know, that's my good. office is like a, it's a batting cage. You and, can't beat that. Yeah. That's great. Definitely. How many people do you train a day? Like um, typically? Like, usually four. Like I usually got about four a day. So four hours. Uh huh. And well, because it's kids, you know, like right now in the summer, it's different, but during the school year, I mean, they don't get to school till three. So they're usually working from like three 30 till like eight roughly. Right. So it's still not bad. No, it's great because now I have my whole mornings to kind of, you know, do my thing. I can do a lot of work with Danielle's business or I can go to the Mm -hmm. gym or I can play Fortnite or (laughs) I can kind of do uh, (laughs) it. You're big into Fortnite. I I can do kind of whatever I want in the morning. It's great. Yeah. That That is good. I do. I do want to get into Fortnite, by the way. I was talking to Timmy about it. I just want to play once. Yeah. Wait, but so I don't want to be... Here's the thing, though. But like, I tried to get him into, like, you know, we, we love MMA. We love UFC and stuff. I was like, this is, like, last Christmas. I said, you know what? If we need, like, something cool to do, I said, let's buy, like, a PS4. Or I don't even know what the new fucking gaming system yeah, is. Right. I said, let's get the new UFC game. And he's like, no. I was like, fucker like shot it down completely like not even like a thought like okay let's play a video game he's like no i get i get caught up in things whatever i do i get caught up though i don't want to be spending hours see that's the problem with fortnite is it's like and and my wife doesn't really understand like danielle's like i don't get why you play it so much but (laughs) like you guys like being athletes like you're competitive yeah whatever and, and it's like like the only thing in my life right now that's competitive is like Fortnite, like, <laughs> and it's crazy competitive. Like it's it's you versus a hundred other people, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so it sounds really stupid, but you know, I get competitive. Like I don't like rage quit or anything. Like I yeah. don't like throw anything. But <laughs> but it's like it's satisfying to like roll into a game and beat all those people. It's like yeah, you know, yeah, it's fun. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna come over and play. Yeah. Did you see what Fortnite did? How they bypassed the Google Play Store? No. What? Yeah. So so. I guess you could you download it directly from their website and not Google Play. Okay. So they bypassed it and it was pissing a lot of people off because um, they wanted to do it for financial reasons because they take thirty percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Play does. So it was like fifty million dollars or something like oh, that wow. that they were losing giving it to Google basically. So they bypassed it so they can download it. But I guess there's like there's a lot of security things yeah. that could happen oh. potentially now yeah. even like not just like in Fortnite, but like within like you know fake people creating apps yeah and, yeah, and, yeah and going through there but yeah they bypassed it and the ceo was like all because of finances but Fortnite has been like the most brilliant or epic gaming has been like the most brilliant marketing like that the game is completely free you don't have to pay a dime mm-hmm. to yeah. play this game you know if you have a pc or a mac you can just go on download it and play it or a cell phone or a cell phone yes and um but they have like in-game purchases that are like cool skins, like you can put on. But it doesn't. <laughs> He's so into it. It yeah, doesn't. Into but it. but it doesn't affect like the gameplay. So like, yeah. it's not like you can pay to get better. It's just you can go in and play. And so now they've got millions and millions of people around the world playing this game, and they create like these cool new skins. And like all these kids are like, "Mom, can I have a skin?" They're like, "Yeah, sure." So they, it's like twenty yeah. bucks for a skin. Our cousin, wow, Russ Russell. I know he plays and he'll, really? he'll buy stuff from time to time or Andy. Yeah. They're yeah about our, our and, cousins. Who are and younger. so they're making just like millions yeah. and millions of dollars a month just Crazy. from selling stuff that doesn't even matter on the game. Yeah, but, they, they, but what they've done is they just gave them or giving people a platform to play on and then they make their money on the yeah. end game. That's parts so smart. It. Yeah. I, I heard Ninja. Is he the, the, I don't know if he makes yeah. the most money, but oh. I know he's up there at least yeah. 500 K a month. Yeah. Just in streams. Just in streams. Not in the sponsorships. Not right. In crazy. Right. Wow. 
Half a million dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. There's these streamers like I saw the other day that the streamer, some dude went on to this guy's stream while he was playing. He was like, hey, if you win the next game, I've partnered with this company and we're willing to give you $70,000. We'll donate you $70,000 right now if you win this next game. No kidding. Jesus. So he rolls into a game and sure enough, he freaking wins. And instantly, like you see the donation pop up on a screen, like $70,000. So I wow. mean, he, he, who was it? What was the um, brand? I don't know what the brand was. It was it was some brand that they, they make like stickers for like video games or something. I don't even know what it was. That, but that's such a good idea because yeah. you're talking about it. Now we're talking about it. There's other people that yeah. don't follow and talk. Well, yeah. And the guy who was streaming at the time, I mean, he had like, I don't know, like 10,000 people probably watching him. Okay. And he kept like saying this, the company's name. So it was like those 10,000 people just keep hearing yeah. that name. and Yeah. You know, so it's wild. Wow. I mean, these people That's are making so serious money. I think you can get scholarships to college now for oh Fortnite. God. Oh wow! Yeah, That's crazy. So it's good for them. It's crazy. It's a game, but it's like. But e- e-games pretty... in general are have been blowing up and are continuing to blow mm-hmm. up. Yeah, they, the NBA has their own 2K league. Right. I'm surprised NFL doesn't do anything with Madden yet, do they? I don't think so. No, but Madden's been pretty big on esports. It's always it's oh, been. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I remember B. Delph, our my buddy in, in 10, college, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah and oh, I was a senior. Oh, six in college, he was doing that travel Madden yeah, tournament yeah, yeah. around the world thing. <laughs> but the, but NFL doesn't like get behind that at that time at least. No, that wasn't yeah. like like no. the NBA is doing having drafts. No, 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 NBA different. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah it I, should though. I think the the NBA owners like Mark Cuban. I mean, those guys are investing big time. Oh in yeah. The, yeah. Esports now, like, yeah, and not yeah. even just basketball esports, like the whole like Call of Duty, and oh, yeah. League of Legends, yeah. and like all those games. Like, yeah. they're it's creating stupid their own teams money. And, yeah, what, what was it in Vegas? They have the new like ten thousand seat yeah. arena, yeah, arena, yeah, just yeah. for yeah. gaming. Yep. So Epic announced this year that within the next, I think within in two thousand nineteen, they're gonna give away over a hundred million dollars in cash prizes for esports for Fortnite. Crazy. Whereas last year, all the esports combined only gave away $107 million. Wow. So Fortnite is like way outperforming everybody. Why, and how why, much is money. It, why is it so much better? Why is it so much bigger? I don't know. I, Cause I, there's just never been a game like it. So there's been like these battle royale games where you jump in and it's you versus everybody. Mm-hmm. But Fortnite introduced a strategy to where you can like build your own cover and build your own forts or whatever. And nobody's ever done that before. And so that's kind of, that's changed the game. It's made it to where you can do, like there's endless possibilities to what you can basically do. And so it's, and every week they bring out a new update for the game as well. So there's something new uh, in the game every week. So it's that's like, cool, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm getting in it. I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. You, you got to play. You going to go desktop or computer or computer desktop, desktop. Uh, or phone. I'll go I think desktop. I would do desktop too. Desktop. Yeah. Don't go Old phone. Doom. Phone is, Doom phone is hard. I'm not going to do it today. Or I'll do it. So tomorrow I go to Denver, then we go to Vegas, then I'm in Cleveland. So I'll be back in like two weeks. You, that's perfect. I'm gonna time load to it on, it on the desktop. Phone, though. I don't want to do it on my phone. Yeah, don't do it on the phone. Not not as good of experience. It's not good. It's it's really. There's. I feel like you're just doing it to do it. Too much going on on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Oh sure. Like you're getting text messages, people calling you. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. I might get in. I'll watch you do it. All right. Two weeks. We'll create our own. Am I back in two weeks? The twenty no. The twenty eighth. Really won't be back till like the thirtieth. No. So we're like this. We're going, dude. Like September sometime is really when we're back. Yeah, back, back. So we're going to Vegas. Can I talk about this? Yeah. 
Yeah, All right. it's it's signed. So we're going to Vegas to shoot. I told you this walking up to shoot with Air Asia at the UF UFC Performance Institute, shooting some content. They have like a a girl who won a contest. Is that mm-hmm. how it worked? Won a contest with Air Asia. They're flying her out. We're doing like vlog style behind the scenes stuff. But what we're doing is every week we have to fly in for a month. So fly in, shoot for a day, fly out. Oh, that's crazy. Which is cool. That's cool. It, yeah, but we also had plans of being in like Cleveland. Uh, I have a wedding and my daughter's birthday. And so yeah. it went from just LA to Vegas to like Cleveland to Vegas to back to Cleveland to LA to Vegas. To, so like, <laughs> and we, we were talking to another UFC fighter who's fighting on the August 25th card, which is in Boise. No, right? Nebraska. Nebraska. Lincoln. Lincoln, Nebraska. That's right. Lincoln, Nebraska. And so we were maybe going to have to fly there the 25th. So we'd be Vegas or I'd be Denver, Vegas, uh, Lincoln, Cleveland, back to Vegas. Right. It would have been right. And then we told you about that in Chicago too. So yeah. even in between there is Chicago. So that's why I don't think we're going to be back to like September well, 6th we'll get for back. We'll, another week. We'll get in. Yeah. So no Fortnite for you guys for a couple months. Couple, yeah. 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 But once yeah, we start in Cleveland, I don't have the desktop. I'm not gonna oh, do you need desktop? You don't want to do a laptop? I don't want to do it on a laptop. You want the full I'm experience. Be in. If I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in. to get in. Yeah. I'm, I want headphones I'm gonna have on. To buy, I'm going to have to buy a desktop. Or we can just share it. What if we're playing against each other? Yeah. We can create just a man cave, and then you can come and bring your desktop. When I'm I get, down. When I yeah. get my, my new place. All right, deal. That'll be it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, anywho, back back to... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Active I don't know business where. And BS. Yeah, yeah, what rabbit hole we would that's, we jump down? That's the BS. That's that's, that's the, what uh, Fortnite will do to you. Right yeah, there. yeah, it's, I know. It's and I, I don't even know really what it is. I mean, I know what it is, but it sucked us in for twenty minutes, and we haven't even played. Yeah, I know. Well, we will. Yeah, soon enough. So, back to Danielle and you. So you. So you you do what do you do with her? I know you shoot video stuff for her, but like how involved are you with her and her? Per, talk a little bit about her, like her personal training business. Yeah. So about last year she launched um, two new fitness eBooks, and it was her first two eBooks she launched. And before that, she had been doing just personal training in LA. Yeah. And she was really successful with that. But after about eight years, she kind of got burnt out, and she wanted to. It's a bitch, dude. It is, and she wanted to reach a lot more people than just you know, like the eight people she was training every day, you know, yeah. she wanted to be able to reach a much bigger audience. So she started creating her own online guides. And over the past like nine years, she's built an incredible following on Instagram. And she was like, you know, I've kind of got the background for this. I've got the following. Yeah. Um, and I told her, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm all in like on your business. I'm, I'm all in whatever you need me to do. Yeah. I'll what, learn what it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, he's the best. And, here, is the and best. here's why, like, Honestly, like, I don't really like the way that the youth baseball is going right now. Like, I don't like okay. the direction it's going. Okay. So, like, I could start my own teams and have my own business doing that. But, yeah. like, then I feel like I'd be, like, joining in with everybody else and just, like, riding this wave that I don't really agree with. Okay. And so, like, I like my training part of it, but I was, like, I like her brand a lot. And I was, like, whatever you need, I'm in. And she was, like, well, you know, I, I'm going to have to have a lot of photos and video done. And so... I freaking went on YouTube and started watching Casey Neistat videos. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was like, damn, I freaking love this guy. Like, he's yeah. he's awesome. His videos are awesome. And so I just, I bought a camera and I went out and I started, like, just filming anything I could. Like, trying to make Casey Neistat-style videos. And then once I got comfortable with editing, I was like, hey, let me start doing your all your video stuff. Yeah. And she was like, perfect. Cool. And so... Yeah, I do all of her videography. I do some of her pictures for her. 
I do most of like the back end stuff on her website, like all of her website design. Oh, okay. Um, I do all that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So look at you. Yeah, just yeah. trying to. You know, I, I think her business can really blow up and she's doing some big things right now She's that, that are in the works. So, nice. you know, I'm kind of all in on that in the morning and then at nights, you know, I go and do my work. So, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, his real work. <laughs> well, I yeah. know I, she, you guys just did the, the shooting of the Kick-Ass Training Guide yeah, 3. Yeah, so Kick-Ass Training Guide 3 is coming out. Um, who's the focus? Like, who's the demo? So this one, her most of her demo is females ages, I would say like, 25 to 50 but like probably but like not beginners right well kick-ass training guide one 1.0 anybody can do it like you can jump in 2.0 anybody can do it too um but it's definitely it'd be better to do like the progression going like 1.0 to 2.0 because 1.0 like it's tough but you can get through and then 2.0 is like takes the next level but it's all it's mostly Hmm. body weight um high intensity interval training 3.0 3.0 is going to include a lot more weights and barbells and dumbbells. And so, cool. you know, it's, it's going to be, there'll still be high intensity, but it's going to include heavier weights and, and maybe a little bit more rest time and not just like circuit training. Cool. So I think, I think her demo or yeah, her demographic will still be the same, you know, 25 to 40 year old or 50 year old women. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, it's including our weights, which will, you know, just give them something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're not loving the baseball. When are you going to start your own baseball content stuff? Well, I, I, so I love, <laughs> I love the baseball. I love what I'm doing. Yeah. I just don't love, like, I don't love club baseball. I think it's, okay. I've got like opinions about it and, and you know, it's, I don't think playing baseball year round is healthy for kids who are young. Like if you're 16 or 17 and you're like, and you're good, then yeah, you, you should probably be playing baseball year round to, you know, to try to get seen by scouts and to get into to, uh, college. Yeah. But when you're eight years old, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Shit. the point? Like, yeah, I would much rather, I got to tell these parents this all the time. I would much rather you invest time in your kids, you know, creating them as an athlete rather than creating them as a baseball player. Like mm, if they just sure. go out and play baseball all day long, it's like, go watch a baseball game. And those kids are probably running full speed for maybe a minute out of the two hours they play. Yeah. Yeah, Because, you know, while you're hitting, if you're not hitting, you're sitting on the bench, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're waiting for your at bat. And then you go out on the seeds, chewing gum. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go on the field and you might get two or three balls hit you an entire game. Yeah. So the other times you're not really moving. I mean, you might move, but you're not, you're not like changing direction. Get a 10 by 10 foot, yeah, radius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're kind of like jogging here and there. So it's like you're not really building. A ton of athletic ability through baseball whereas with like football or basketball you're constantly changing direction you're constantly right. jumping you're constantly yeah. running so i tell the parents i'm like you know spring and summer like play baseball but in the fall and winter throw them into something else and and the problem with that is is all these parents are, are afraid their kids going to get left behind because these club ball teams are playing all year round sure. and, they, and the club ball coach will literally say hey if he doesn't play in the fall, it's going to be tough for him to get back on this team in the spring because all these kids are going to be so far ahead of him. And I'm like, I'm like, these are, they're eight years old. Like who's going to yeah, be ahead of him? Right. Like, That's crazy. I was like, why do they do that? Is it, is it, um, cause they want to keep a team together. Are they making money? The club is ball that... team's making money. So, uh. and, and that's where it, the problem is it's, it's, it feels like it's all business, which, which I get, like, I'm not hating on because they're making a ton of money. Like they're killing it money wise. Damn. Yeah. But it's it feels like they're taking advantage of the kids, and they're like, like I just don't don't know anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's like, 
it, it's three fifty a month per kid. I mean, you get thirteen kids on a team, Make and you got money, you man. got twenty teams. I mean, Damn. think about how much yeah. money that is a month that the the guy who owns the whole organization is making, Damn. and he's paying the coaches minimal. I mean, so for him, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna keep yeah getting as many teams. So like one of the coaches a couple weeks ago told me he's like, dude. He's like, we've got nine, eight-year-old teams this year. He's like, you know how great that is? He's like, that's job security for the next, like, six wow, years. Jesus. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's great business-wise, but you guys are just, like, preying on yeah. these yeah. kids and these families. And you know, so I don't, I don't like that. And I also don't think baseball, from, like, a mental standpoint, is good to play all year round either. Like, there's so much failure in baseball. Like, you're constantly sure. failing. And I'm like... Like if you go, if you went to your job and you failed 70% of the time, like how yeah. would you feel about yourself after that at the, at the yeah. end of the day? Like, yeah. yeah, it's rough. And so if you're dealing, dealing with that every day for a year, you know, these kids, they, they come to little league and they, you know, they don't, they're not excited to be out there. They're just sure. going through the motions. Yeah. So that's tough. So I don't like that. I mean, I might, I might start my own club thing at some point, Yeah. but I got to figure out a way like in the fall and, and winter to where it's not like we'll play baseball, but it's going to be much more uh, developing you as an athlete than it is a mm. baseball player because, you know, will it more be training stuff. Yeah. I think like training or like, I've even like toyed with the thought of keeping a baseball team together, but having that baseball team join like a football league and like mm. making the kids actually mm. play football or joining like a basketball league. Yeah. Um, like the team camaraderie type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like we would play all sports, but the problem is, is a lot of the parents aren't into that because they're like, Oh, well we want our kid playing baseball. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, why do you want your kid playing baseball hmm. all year round? Like I get the big leagues is like the dream, but like, yeah, that's a dream, you know, in order to get there, your kid can't just be a good baseball player. He's got to be a good athlete. And you know? 90%, 99% of those people, those eight-year-olds aren't fucking oh, making no. it to major yeah. league no. baseball. Yeah. No. Or minor league baseball. No, it's or even college. It's like, yeah. and then, you know, the, the goal should be, the goal for these parents should be to set their kids up to have the best high school experience they can. Sure. You know, because everyone will play high school sports, but that might be the last time you play competitive sports with all your friends yeah you know yeah. you can play like a men's league now but it's like yeah it's not the same right you know so that should be the goal like high school should be the goal and then if you get to high school and your kid like at 15 or 16 is like really excelling then it's like all right now let's shift our goal to college sure. but until that point you know it's yeah like you, kids develop so much between the ages of 12 and 16 that's like at, at 12 years old i don't care how good a kid is i would never tell that kid like yeah you're gonna be a d1 athlete because maybe he's just bigger and stronger right. than everybody at 12 years old. Right. And when he's 16 they've all caught so up. Yeah. He's 5'11 yeah. and he's a monster, but then yeah. he stops growing. And yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He wants to be a, a I mean, lineman. We all had yeah. guys like that in our, our school. Yeah. Seventh grade monsters. Yeah. yeah. And then they just level out and they're just, just like everybody else. Right. And not super athletic. And so they're not as good of a player as everybody right. else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they're used to dominating. Yeah. yeah. And now they're not so dominating anymore. Yeah. So. No, hell no. So what are you going to do then? So if, if, if you don't, you think maybe you'll do it. A club program but if you don't what's what's goal and danielle like does well but isn't making 10 mil a year so the goal is i mean the goal is to right now our big goal is to really blow up danielle's business okay. because hers hers is all online and if we can blow that business up it'll give us the freedom to travel it'll give us the freedom to move if we wanted to like all of our families in arizona so if we wanted to go back to arizona yeah we could run her business from arizona and I can always 
find ways to make money with baseball. Like I'm not, sure. I'm not concerned about that. And mm-hmm. I'm making enough money right now with my private training that, you know, if I built on it, great. If I don't, yeah. you know, it, it's okay. As long as Danielle's business is building because, cool. yeah. you know, we can, we, I think, I think the end game, there's much more money in her business sure. than there could be in mine, you know, for what I want to do with it. Um, if I wanted to go the club ball route and just make as much money as I could, you know, I think I could do that, but I just, I don't think I would enjoy it. I don't think it'd be one of those things where I'm doing what I love to do. What if it was on, how could you do online baseball training? Yeah. I was gonna say, is there a market like Danielle's for your baseball type stuff? Yeah, there is. Um, it's very saturated. I mean, there's tons and tons, like you can go on YouTube and find an instructional hitting video. Yeah. Any way you want. So a lot of it's got to be, you got to build yourself. Like you got to build your own brand basically and build a following yeah. behind yeah. you. Kind of like what Danielle's done. Cause I mean, yeah. you can do the same with fitness. You can go online and find any mm-hmm. fitness tutorial a you billion. want. Yeah. Um, but she's already got, you know, almost 30,000 followers on Instagram where I've got like 1000, you know? And so, so I can shout build, out to that 1000. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Shout out. 1000. <laughs> Two of them are right here. <laughs> you uh, know, but so, she had, she had a thousand followers too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the way I look at it is like, she's got that now. Like I would rather spend my time yeah. helping to build hers yeah, yeah. because she's there mm-hmm. already yeah. than like, you know, spending the next six or seven years trying to build mine up sure. just so I can start, you know, selling instructional videos online or yeah. whatever, because yeah. you know, you got to have a following that, that believes in you that's going to buy from you. Otherwise they'll just go somewhere else and, or get it for free somewhere. Yeah. I guess that makes so, sense. Yeah, definitely. I remember we had uh did you ever watch those? In middle school, God, who was Watch the guy? One. And Fred McGriff was this. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> the Tommy Mansky, the, the yes. school of baseball. Yes. Yeah. We, I remember my baseball coach gave us the, well, probably tapes. I was going to say DVD, but probably tapes. This yeah. Is, this would be like late 90s. <laughs> Definitely wasn't DVDs. No. Yeah. No, it no. Been. And, they, and we would pop it in, and it was like Fred McGriff throwing into the garbage <laughs> can and shit like yeah, that. The Tommy Mansky. I do remember those now. Yeah. School yeah. of baseball. Yeah. 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 That is crazy. I don't remember watching. I remember like seeing. I don't. I, like I know. Infomercial. I don't know. They produce back to back to back to back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wonder if they're still doing that back to back. They're on like the twentieth yeah. back to back. Is that guy still around? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I doubt it. I mean, it was. It's changed so much. Like he was yeah. like the first one to do something yeah. like that. Yeah. First one with a camera, probably. <laughs> yeah. <right? Ever. laughs> and now it's like everyone's got a camera. Yeah. Like a lot of these yeah. big league guys are doing it, and you know, it's, do they? It's good. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, Maddie, I believe that is our time for today. Hey, That's we it. appreciate you coming by. Number two. Yeah. Number yeah, two. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Of course, we'll have to do it again. Absolutely. With wifey. Yeah, we'll get Danielle yeah, in here. Bring her yeah. out here. Definitely. Or, or, or we'll just kick her out like boys club. Yeah, boy, <laughs> just kidding, Danielle. We'll get you in here. I we'll love go, you, babe. We'll go Fortnite and then podcast. Yeah, I like it. Deal. Let's do it. Cool. All right, buddy. Good. Peace. Thank you guys. We're out of here.